the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friday. Woohoo! I love Friday. I'm fantastic about Friday. The only thing about this Friday that was uh, really good about last Friday, last Friday was payday as well, but this is not a payday, but that's okay. I'm looking forward to a couple of days off. Saturday, the wife and I are going to go uh, up 64 and do a little leaf peeping before the winds come uh, over the weekend and blow the leaves out of the trees and we won't get to see them. So anyway, we're going to go up and try to catch some of that. Probably go all the way to Branson and uh, have an early dinner and then turn around and drive on back. So that uh, that looks like my Saturday for this uh, weekend. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, Robert Steinbach, law professor at uh, Bowen School of Law with us today. His opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the uh, school of law or the university to which they belong. And Chris Corbett is with us, and he is a, a practicing attorney and a, a son of Arkansas out in Conway's where he lives. Both of them are joining me by phone this morning. Guys, first story I want to deal with, and I'm glad I got you on today because you can help us understand what exactly is going on here. A federal judge in Missouri dismissed a case brought by six conservative states that broadly charged that President Joe Biden had acted beyond its authority uh, in its plan to cancel student loan debt for millions of borrowers. The six states, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina, failed to establish they had standing, said the judge, and thus the uh, court lacks jurisdiction to hear this uh, case. The states had also argued uh, they would lose money from future tax revenues and via quasi-state agencies that service student loans. However, the legal bickering between the president and these six states will continue. Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson said the states, quote, continue to believe that they do in fact have standing to raise their important legal challenges. And as a result, the states will be appealing and seeking immediate relief from the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay, so that that sets up this story right at the I think it's a big story because, I mean, we've got we've got millions of dollars on the line here about this student loan forgiveness program uh, that the, the president wants to, you know, bestow, what, $10,000 a student or something uh, and say, here, we're going to help you out 
paying your debts. I mean, if he can do that, can he give money from the public treasury on his whim to pay everybody's debts that they might have out here in in the in the USA? Um, Robert, you're the, the the teacher here. What would you be telling your students right now? Let's see, we got him. Robert, are you there? I don't hear you. I don't hear me or Dave. There we go. Okay. Well, that's uh, me. It's Chris. Okay. Well, let's let's, let's go with you, Chris. His headset went out. Yeah. What was the question? Okay. What would we do now? Yeah. What would if you if you were, let's say like you're, you were Robert and you were teaching students, and they yeah. and this and this judge said, "Hey, you got no standing here." First of all, expa- yeah. explain to us what it means that you don't have no standing. So you've got to actually have damages to have standing, right? It's a it's a very common um, argument made by the government that says you don't have standing, and and what that means is you weren't actually damaged, and the case has to be ripe for consideration. So, so if you just think about it, how has the state of Arkansas been damaged by re- relieving a loan debt? For someone that's a citizen of Arkansas, so when you you look at that, it, it's you know it's you think that the federal courts are there to enforce um, everybody's rights, but but it's solely for the rights of individuals. If that, so it's it's kind of a it's a little bit of a twist, and I've actually lost some standing arguments um, against the government, and so um, the caveat is. If you let everything go to court just because you disagreed with something that the federal government did, then the, the basically the courts would be just clogged up. So, um, how would you have standing, say, Dave, if you said, hey, "I don't, want, I don't think we need to be sending money to Ukraine," and you sued the federal government? Well, how do you have standing to bring that lawsuit? Well, it's my tax money. Exactly. So, so then, so you, if you sued, right? and you had an illegal exaction, could it be your tax money? So were you were you a taxpayer? Did you pay taxes? Like the, the thing that stands out to me in that response, like it's a little second caveat, a little different deal. Like your property taxes are being misused. Did you pay the property taxes? Okay, now you have standing via maybe a class action lawsuit. But I tell you, what's strong, what would be stronger than just the state of Arkansas suing would be perhaps a, a student with a loan that was not forgiven, saying that it wasn't equal across the board, just because they had a private loan versus a public loan. Like some of these uh, student borrowers borrowed private money from a from a bank, and that's where that's how they kind of carved out a little exception. If you have a private student loan, then it's not going to be forgiven. Okay. But if you have a if you have a federal loan, then we're gonna then we're gonna forgive it. All right. Well, let's and, um, go ahead. Yeah. Finish up. No, finish up. Well, yeah. Well, it goes into like um, the uh, the the spending powers. It's, it's the legislature. You want to do this? The courts shouldn't be doing it. Uh, you should pass a law and let everybody vote on it. And that's essentially essentially what I think the courts are saying. Hey, you don't have standing. If you don't like it, then go pass a law. 
Okay, so let, let's run over to uh, to Robert Steinbach, who's with us now. We've gotten everything worked out with him. Robert, what would you be telling your uh, classes today? And, I mean, is, is the bigger question here not uh, what these attorney generals are saying, but does the president have constitutional, you know, authority to do what he's doing? <clears throat> Well, Dave, look, the standing argument uh, has been used and abused uh, too often by courts uh, to aid them in not deciding real issues. Uh, the, the whole doctrine of standing has been abused, uh, much like the First Amendment has been beaten down uh, by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, so both of them don't reflect what the law should be, what a good interpretation of the law uh, would be. Uh, they reflect bad decisions uh, by bad judges. Uh, and so standing, uh, while a valid doctrine has been applied in so many contexts uh, in which it shouldn't be applied, <clears throat> that it's no surprise to me now that the court, uh, in this case, <clears throat> said there was no standing, uh, but that gives me no confidence that the court uh, was right or wrong if we went back to first principles uh, as to what standing should be. Uh, and that's the difficulty with the law. That's why, for example, we have this proposal from Jason Raper on a totally different topic uh, about putting a new constitutional amendment uh, protecting our religious rights in the Arkansas Constitution. Why? Because, yes, originally the language in the Constitution was good, but the courts have so watered it, its meaning down uh, that we can't rely on it anymore. And the same thing with standing. The notion of standing is found in the Constitution and a valid one at that, but it's been so, in this case, uh, overused, uh, unlike the First Amendment, which has been underused, uh, that it, we can't rely on its use to properly reflect the original understanding and meaning of the Constitution. So we've got to update it. Uh, and so, yes, standing was applied here. It doesn't at all surprise me. Uh, whenever someone, a group of states or individuals sues about actions of the government, the first thing you're going to think of is that the government's going to say, you have no standing. You have no standing. You have no standing. Who has standing? Nobody. So what's our resolution when we have run, runaway executive power uh, as we see here with Joe Biden, who say, I'm not taking the Congress. I'm just spending money. And, of course, we learned from every Saturday morning cartoon that spending is supposed to be a function of Congress. Right. And Joe Biden says otherwise. And we need somebody to straighten it out. Okay, so to to address this issue, is it, the, is it going to have to be somebody within... Uh, the legislature that's going to have, or like the Senate, are they going to have to bring forth a lawsuit against the executive branch? Perhaps we've seen that in the past where legislators have sued uh, and there are, I don't recall the distinction in the standing arguments, but there is some distinction if I recall correctly. So I don't know. I don't know who is the right person to sue. This is the problem when you create a doctrine that basically prevents courts from addressing wrongs. And the doctrine is created by the very courts that are looking to reduce the, their own workload. It's a rather convenient, uh, self-perpetuating environment. 
So I, the short answer is I don't know who needs to sue. Maybe the Eighth Circuit, when this case gets appealed, can help sort this out. That's the next level. That's the intermediate appellate court. Uh, the next one after that, of course, being the Supreme Court. So we'll see. I don't have an answer on that question. Okay, so Amy Barrett refused to hear uh, to hear this, not this particular case, but uh, the case of a, I believe, a student uh, dealing with this. So if this, how do we get that to the Supreme Court? I mean, the president very, very clearly is uh, taking way too much power. He does not have the power to just reach into the budget and say, hey, I'm going to loosen up this much money for uh, people who have student loans. Well, this is the this is the question we're going to we're going to find out right now with these court cases. By the way, again, to draw an analogy, this is why I think it's issue one on the ballot that's coming up in November that allows the legislature to call itself uh, into session in, uh, in a limited basis um, makes sense because across this country, both at the state level and the federal level, the executive has too much unfettered authority. And we need to balance that authority. This case about the student loans is about restoring that balance and giving the legislature the proper authority. Issue one on the Arkansas ballot is about exactly the same, restoring the balance between the executive and the legislature so that the legislature, again, stands as a co-equal branch to the executive and the executive doesn't run away with authority like we saw during COVID in Arkansas when the legislature was late to the game to deal with some of the problems of executive overreach. All right. This is why I've got the lawyers on with me every week, because there's just so many things that are decided in the courts now that uh, we got to know what is going on. And we'll continue our discussion with Robert Steinbach, who is a law professor at uh, the Bowen School of Law, and, of course, with Chris Corbett, a practicing attorney. And Robert is a practicing attorney here in Arkansas as well. And we'll continue this discussion when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's about 20 minutes after 6 on a Friday. And don't forget about East End Towing. You need a tow. They're the people to call because they're well-versed in every asset and instant uh, that you might find yourself. For instance, uh, your car just breaks down. They'll come out and get your car. But what if it's your trailer that you're pulling your boat? How do you how do you get that taken to where it needs to go? How about your camper? And there's a lot of different issues. What if it's on private land, not public land? All of those kind of things. Well, no matter what the situation, folks at East End Towing can handle it. They've got the answers. That's why you should call them. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. Back with you, Dave Ellswick's show. We're talking about uh, the whole forgiveness of loan uh, statement that the president has made. He says, hey, we're going to give X amount of dollars to every student to help pay off their student loans. Uh, Most people that I've talked to and I listen to uh, tell me that the president is overstepping his uh, bounds uh, as as president, he's getting into the legislative 
uh, branch instead of staying in his lane in the executive branch. Now, it goes to the, this is going to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, guys. So let me go to you, Chris, and let you pick up uh, the yes. narrative here. And, and that is, yeah. what what do they do? I mean, basically, this one judge says you have no standing, so eh, I'm not taking taking this up. And now these uh, AGs from six states say, well, then we'll take it to the Eighth Circuit. What? How? Can they do the same thing? Can they just kick the can? One hundred percent, they can, Dave. And um, so, you know, here's another way to think about it. Let me tell you who would have standing. Okay. A bank, a bank that made a private loan to an individual, to a student, and then uh, President Biden came in and said, "No, you're not going to get repaid on that loan. You got to forgive twenty grand of it." Okay. If that happened and the bank sued and a whole bunch of banks got together and sued, then that bank's going to have standing because it had a real, it had real damages. Uh Um, And so that's why uh, President Biden carved out about, I think it's about 15 million student borrowers um, out of, they're not going to get a student loan discount or student loan forgiveness because they hold a private loan. So it's not far removed from some of the paycheck protection plans that were given to uh, banks that um, I'm given to private employers. Here's, here's a million bucks because you kept 100 people employed. And then they were f- just forgive the loan. Yeah, but, but, here, got, but, but here's, the yeah. Dif- here's the difference. That was given yes, by the legislature. There you go. Now you're talking, Dave. That's exactly right. So the executive branch... Oversteps, oversteps at all its bounds all the time. And let me tell you what sta- standing. Another way to look at standing is, is it's a judicial check. It says, you know what, uh, judicial branch, you can't look at that case because that person doesn't have standing. Um, but it's abused. I think I think Rob's point was fantastic. The standing <laughs> argument is is abused because the Supreme Courts, the appellate courts, they just don't get it right. They abuse it and they punt, basically punt the case. Or lack of standing. All right. So, what do you think is next now, Professor uh, Steinbach? Well, as we discussed, the next thing in the case is that they go up to the next level in the court system. Yeah, they've already mm. said they're going to do that. Leslie Rutledge put out a statement last night that they would do that probably today. That's terrific, right? I mean, that's what else can they do? Now, of course, the bigger picture. Uh, and this is one of the arguments by courts when they impose standing restrictions is uh, there is another resolution more broadly. Vote Republican. <laughs> We've got an election in three weeks. Yeah. Vote Republican and get the bums out of office. Get these Dems out of office because it's a train wreck. It's an absolute train wreck. It's almost as big a train wreck, by the way, as is going on in the uh, Pulaski County Republican Committee. You should have seen what happened yesterday. There's always a fun story on Friday uh, following the monthly meeting of the Pulaski County Republican Committee uh, because yesterday we started the meeting uh, and then uh, some member, I'm not even sure who, uh, made some sort of motion and the uh, chair said, well, no, you can't do that. I always love the you can't do that claim. I don't know where that comes from. And he said, okay, well, I want to appeal that 
uh, ruling to the body. That's what you do in Robert's Rules of Order. And she said, you can't do that. And, of course, that's just wrong. And then she, and then, and then the the cronies in the group, she and the, someone else sitting on the dais, said we're adjourning the meeting, and then, so the meeting was like seven and a half seconds, and then it was done. So that's you know, the problem is, and this highlights something to you, Dave. Republicans and Democrats alike, when they're given too much authority, can become dangerous. Republicans are not all pure and nice. Uh, and so uh, we need people committed to democracy, left and right alike. We've discussed this a thousand times on your show, Dave. Who was at the vanguard of free speech in the 60s? Not the conservatives. The yeah. liberals. <laughs> the liberals had it right. The problem is now the liberals have adopted a cancel culture and they're against free speech. And the conservatives have found their, right, found their way to the right position. And therefore, I point out, I will criticize conservatives when they get things wrong and compliment liberals uh, when they get things right, albeit the latter seems to be exceedingly rare in modern America. Well, they're a broken, they're a broken clock, and, and we all know the old saying, a, a broken right. clock strikes the right time twice a day. All right, so That's right. when we come back, I want to continue with this. I want you to hear in the next half hour what Stacey Abrams, what her abortion uh, discussion is, and it is chilling, to say the, late, the least, and we'll talk about that. But right now, let's find out what's going on on the roads, what's the temperature going to be like today, and what's the news. Back with you. By the way, I stopped by and uh, met with Eric over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry yesterday. Spent about 45 minutes uh, talking to him. I told you I wanted him to uh, do some uh, creative work for me, and he's really good at this, making you unique pieces of jewelry. And uh, for uh, Christmas, I want to uh, present my wife and my and then myself as well uh, with a piece that I've asked him to fashion uh, out of silver uh, of a uh, Star of David, and in the middle of the Star of David, a, uh, a Christian cross uh, saying, in essence, Judeo Christian. So I, I, I talked to him about this, and uh, he's going to do it. It took us about kind of 30 minutes to hash it out. I am going to put uh, some rubies on this. I want rubies put on the cross beam at either end of the cross and then at the bottom of the foot part of the cross to, of course, uh, uh, give the feel of the uh, crucifixion. But I talked to him, and he said that he's already got like 10 or 12 uh, unique pieces that he's uh, working on for Christmas. So if you're looking to do that, you, you need to get a hold of him because he's going to run out of time uh, if you don't. So you call Eric or go by and see him. I suggest you go see him. Uh, 3000 Cavanaugh in the Hillcrest area. And by the way, up in the Hillcrest area over the weekend, they're having a fall fest. You can go by and visit uh, uh, um, Eric at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh, and you'll find all kinds of great deals. Plus, uh, if you, you want a mimosa, you'll be serving mimosas there at the jewelry store as as well. So with over 40 years of experience, he's your 
a very, very professional jeweler you should be using. That's Eric Coleman, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Kavanaugh Suite E, open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. And I tell you, I use him, used him last year for Christmas, using him this year, this year going, going big, going with a creative design done by Eric. All right, we've got about 6.35 now here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. And um, Stacey Abrams was uh, speaking, I believe it was to CNN. It may, it may have been MSNBC. And they were talking about uh, abortion. Because you know the Democrats, that's their number one uh, issue going into the election this year, the midterms. Although you're more uh, concerned about the economy, inflation, the border, things of that nature, and uh, a president that doesn't know what he's doing. So with that in mind, I'd like you to hear a piece that I, I pulled down from Fox News dealing with this. And uh, here we go. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Joining me live is Fox News contributor and Georgia resident Alveda King. Alveda, good morning to you. She was asked about inflation, and she actually pivoted to abortion and turned aborting a child into an issue of economic convenience, which is so far from safe, legal, and rare. What do you make of this? You know, when you look at that perspective, what Stacey Abrams is saying, be afraid, be so afraid, you want to get abortions first, it's more important to get an abortion than it is to pray, than it is to unify, come together, solve the problems of America together. And so when people are afraid, they will make decisions even to taking the life of an innocent person. And so this fear-mongering that Stacey is promoting is not helping. And so when women are scared or frightened or don't know where the next meal is coming from, it's very unkind to suggest make sure you abort your baby because yeah. otherwise you're going to starve to death. That's kind of what she's saying. And that is really frightening. I'm very concerned about that perspective. Very concerned. Yeah. And, you know, she's not the first person to tie abortion to the economy. Janet Yellen did right. that very same thing a few months ago. And at the time, Senator Tim Scott wrote an op-ed about it and said if abortion is our first and best answer to ensure that women in low-income families can thrive economically, the United States has reached one of its darkest times in our history. The claim is simply false and echoes the egregious arguments made in the early 20th century by Margaret Sanger in support of the eugenics movement. And Senator Scott makes a great point. If people are having abortions because of the economy, shouldn't we be fixing the economy instead of promoting abortion? I'm remembering something that my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So killing innocent human beings is not going to preserve our lives. I pray for your life. I pray for my life, the life of the innocent children. We have to get a grip on this. So the senator is totally correct. That is eugenics. That is genocide to scare people to such a degree that they feel that the only way they can live is to abort their innocent innocent babies. Yeah. And so we care about the mother, All the right. father, We're the We're going to move on. Okay, so you've you heard the major, the major discussions there. But Abrams made the statement that because the economy sucks, it's all right to do abortions. 
You should just kill your unborn child. <laughs> kill your unborn child. You know, I, I talked about this years ago, not a, uh, about abortion, but about, uh, you know, uh, killing people, you know, uh, putting, you know, letting people go out to, to, to death. I, you know, I always talk about how culture is upstream uh, from politics. And in this case, it was a movie called Soiling Green with uh, Charlton Heston. And if you remember that uh, movie, the government had convinced people that if you were elderly, that you should just die and move on and make room for uh, the people who were uh, younger and uh, had families and things of that nature, and there would be more food available to them so they could eat. Uh, The politics at the time were like Governor Lamb of Colorado, who said that if you were elderly, you were like the tree, the, the leaves on a tree at the end of uh, uh, the season. And uh, fall came and the leaves died and fell to the ground to allow the tree to have all the nutrients that it needed to continue. I mean, that's something he said. I didn't say it. I didn't make it up. It wasn't out of a movie. That was an actual politician that was discussing that. And now we're hearing another politician saying that abortion is a legitimate way to deal with the economy. I got to tell you guys, this is the type of stuff that really chills me. So I'm going to start it off with you, Robert. What's your thoughts about Stacey Abrams? Uh, Number one, it goes to show you the Democrats are definitely thinking that abortion is the issue. Look, Dave, it's uh, communist China behavior, right? Communist China for years said, well, you can only have this number of babies because having babies to the communists is not a choice for you as an individual. It's not a choice for you as part of a married couple. It's a choice for the state to impose upon you. And it's an economic choice to be made by the state because there is no moral decision being made by the state there. There is no family decision being made by the state. It's an economic decision. So Stacey Abrams adopts a part and parcel, the communist diktat that the state and economics should control what you do in your personal life. Uh, And so to say it's a small step suggests there's any step between pure communist ideology and the awful nonsense being spewed by people like Stacey Abrams. She's as far left as you can get in modern America. There's no question about that. And so uh, the people of Georgia who are voting for her are either leftists, and they might be, or they are snookered by the packaging of the leftist dogma. Remember, uh, on the far right, by way of example, what occurred uh, in Iran, right? They said, well, we have an awful Shah, which means king, and they did, and he was corrupt and evil, and we need to overthrow him. Okay, that makes sense. And we're going to impose a theocracy. Uh, What could go wrong with that, right? And now you see, fast forward, some 50 years, 40 years plus, uh, and uh, women who don't wear the proper head and face covering are beaten to death. That's what could go wrong. When the state takes control, be it through a theocracy, 
but communism, it doesn't matter. Your individual rights are gone. And that's what Stacey Abrams wants. She wants state control of every aspect of your life. What about you, Chris? What do you hear when you hear Stacey Abrams saying these things? Yeah, so first you got to consider the source. This lady is a far-leaning left, legally educated jurist doctor from Yale, okay? First of all, just knowing that, that this liberal um, indoctrination legal society over there, um, what she's done is laughable. It makes me think about a Shakespeare quote that says, there's nothing either good or bad, but thinking about it makes it so. So mm. what she's done is she's tied abortion to inflation. And it's okay to abort because you're going to be broke if you don't. So when, when you look at that logic, you slow down and see what she's done. Um, it's ridiculous. You're literally thinking, okay, so um, abortion's bad. But let me let's think about it and let's make it not bad. Let's think about it because if you don't abort this baby, you're not going to be able to put gas in your tank. Um, you're not going to put, buy a loaf of bread because you're going to have this kid. It's just crazy that um, she's promoted this and uh, people on the left will actually buy this argument. Oh, okay. So yeah, they don't just they don't it. just buy it; they lap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I went to her website, and I was trying to figure out what she stands for. And uh, uh, it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. Oh, we want you to have better housing. Oh, really? Oh, okay. More affordable housing. Okay, how about you get a job? You want a bigger house? Work two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just was I'm reading down through her her policy, and it's just I, I couldn't make any sense of it. Head or toe. I was like, what is she for? And then she said something about no new taxes. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what she's for. She's for for moving people off the uh, plantation, uh, picking cotton, and moving them on to the government plantation. Mm. That's yep, what she's that's right. for. She's a, she's a romance novel writer. Maybe she's just stick to writing romance novels. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. You know, the Bible's very clear that if you are beholden to somebody, you're beholden to you. To them, and it will it it can make it difficult for you to to live a a righteous life if you owe somebody right. something. Yeah, well, let me, let me break it down even simpler, Dave. Is it okay to steal a loaf of bread? No. Can I go recover and out of Kroger's and just snatch two loaves of bread? No. But hey, but well, what if I've got my children are starving and I have any food and I don't have a job? Is it okay for me to steal the bread then? Yeah, maybe if you think about it. Is it, does the the, the the end justify the means? Yeah, maybe if you don't have a principle. <laughs> there you go. It's a moral decision. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. All right, guys, we've got to get one more break in. Let's do that. When we come back, the CDC, you know, stepped in it again yesterday. We'll talk about it when we return. They're saying that on your, uh, your school's list of required uh, shots should be a COVID uh, shot uh, that the kids get before they go back to school. Let's talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I tell you, this whole thing about Stacey Abrams is uh, morally repugnant to me. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the people of Georgia will uh, grasp their morality and will vote against this woman. I really do. 
You, you've got all kinds of, you know, uh, ways of, of not getting pregnant. And, uh, you know, killing your, your unborn baby uh, to, to supposedly make it so you can have a better life. I mean, got I got some problems with that. Big, big, big problems. All right, I told you guys one last uh, one last topic for this hour. We got a whole other hour. I want to get to a story. I want Robert. The first story in the next hour. I want you to pick up on is a story that you sent me. Okay. Okay, I don't remember what it was, but we go talk. It's about the New York Times. Does that give well, you? There's always a story about the New York Times. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a. You don't need to narrow that. It's about First Amendment rights. Gotcha. Ooh. Okay. So we want to talk about that. All right. COVID nineteen shots should be added to the list of recommended vaccinations for kids and adults. A panel of U.S. vaccine experts said yesterday, the panel's unanimous decision has really no immediate effect. COVID-19 shots already are recommended for virtually all Americans. Rather, it would put the shots on the uh, yearly updated formal lists of what vaccinations doctors should be routinely offering to their parents and their patients or the parents, the patients alongside alongside for shots for polio, measles and hepatitis. Now, here's the other thing I think it does. It gives school boards a little bit of ammunition to put this on their list of shots and say you got to have one or you can't come to school. Now, Governor DeSantis in Florida had this to say, as long as I am governor in Florida, there will not be a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for children in our schools. Your thoughts, Robert, I know where you are on this issue, so I'll let you talk about it. Sure. Look, we've talked about this in general many times. Uh, I'm not for a COVID mandate. These are our decisions to make for ourselves. And I've gotten the COVID vaccine happily. And so, you know, I, I find it actually a little bit troubling. Conservative position started out, I think, perfectly. And, I, and some in the conservative movement have morphed, and it concerns me as follows. Conservative position was, you can't tell me what to put inside my body, as I've often described, the same way you can't mandate a colonoscopy for me. Keep your uh, devices outside of my body. Uh, I have heard some conservatives say, and therefore, in fact, no one should take the vaccine. But wait, what? Slow down. Slow your roll a little bit. Everybody gets to make their decisions as to the, whether they want the vaccine. So DeSantis has it exactly right. No mandates. That's it. The, the drug companies have produced a product. Some people like it. Some people don't. That's like take, take a statin, take a vitamin. That's your choice. So that's where we need to be at. We need to be in this middle ground where the left isn't force feeding us vaccines and the right isn't getting uh, isn't prohibiting us from getting a vaccine if we want one right in the middle where we have freedom freedom all right chris yeah so you know the arkansas legislature passed the law on this back in um october of 2021 um and this is where it should go down go to the legislature right Sometimes the legislature can overstep their constitutional bounds, but the uh, state of Arkansas passed a law that said no vaccine mandates, and um, you can't coerce employees to get them. And um, let's see, uh, was it making it a condition, a public or private, including without limitation, employment, 
promotion and other specific benefits. We passed a law saying that you cannot have a vaccine mandate. And um, that's the way it should go down. Let's, let's let the people decide, the power to the people, and then we'll use the judicial branch to, to, uh, to put a check, a check on it, a check and balance. Because what if the legislature got together and said, hey, no guns allowed? Okay, mm-hmm. we, we can check that. We can check that in the, in the judicial branch. All right, I got you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, we got a full uh, another hour coming up with uh, Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. Robert Steinbach, of course, is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law. Remember that his opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily that of the school nor of the university that school belongs to. And then Chris Corbett is with us. And uh, Chris is a uh, attorney out in Conway. He is also a uh, an Arkansan, born and raised here in the state. And we're talking with him uh, as well. We'll come back. We got I got all kinds of stuff to talk about with him. I thought these uh, first three uh, topics that we we touched base on were uh, very very important and uh, helping us understand what's uh, going on. I'll bring you some new polling data as well. In Pennsylvania, I'll give you a little taste, get you excited. In Pennsylvania, Fetterman and Oz are tied now, 46-46. And when you consider that Oz started out about 12 points behind, it's an amazing, amazing comeback for uh, for the doctor. All right, we'll get back to it when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, here on 101.1 FM. The answer. Let's move into the second hour of a Friday show, Dave Ellswick show. I got I got some fun things coming up today. At eleven thirty, I got to be over at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They're having their uh, 
their barbecue off over there, and I'm going over to uh, judge the rib competition. So I'm looking forward to that today. Ooh, I'm jealous. So I, I'm going to go eat some ribs at 11:30 this morning. So that's that's a that's a good thing. All right, Robert Steinbach is here, of course, uh, law professor over at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the school nor the university. And then Chris Corbett is here, a lawyer out of uh, Conway, uh, a son of Arkansas, and uh, he's joining us as well. I said that we were talking about a New York Times article. That was an old article that I picked up uh, from uh, 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 Robert's uh you know, tweets to me. He wanted to talk about where the gun laws are sitting right now. Evidently, you guys had some movement. Is that right? Indeed. So yesterday, we went to court uh, because we had filed a complicated motion, and it went up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said uh, uh, that we essentially couldn't use that that type of motion. It's a little more complicated than that, but that's enough, perhaps, for this discussion. And so we went back to the trial court and we said, okay, let's pick it up. And the trial court said, well, the rule is that uh, once you go to the Supreme Court, you can't pick up the remainder of the case, uh, which is not necessarily incorrect. uh, But I was troubled by it because the trial court effectively told us at the time, oh, well, you go take care of the Supreme Court stuff and then you can come back here. And now they said, well, actually, no, you can't. Wait, well, that's not what you told us the first time around. Right. Anyway, I'm not trying to get into the minutia, but that's where we are on that case, meaning this is the case for Krista Carey's gun in Little Rock City Hall. That case is effectively over. However, and there's always a however with Corbett and Steinbuck, I said to the judge at the end of the case, now that doesn't stop uh, another client or Mr. Corbett uh, from going back to City Hall and starting this all over again and of course the judge said of course not so immediately after leaving court we went over to city hall and they told us that no one's allowed in with their enhanced concealed carry license and we filed a new lawsuit yesterday (laughs) yesterday so we have our new lawsuit again against city hall in little rock folks here's the point corbett and steinbuck are not like your average sheep that you see in politics, in law, it doesn't matter what. We're a dog with a bone, and we've got a right uh, that we are pursuing here, a right provided by the legislature of Arkansas, signed by the governor of Arkansas, for individuals to carry firearms in City Hall, such as Little Rock, if they have an enhanced concealed carry license, as does Chris Corbett. And we're going to go around the state, city hall to city hall, knocking on those doors, asking them if Chris Corbett can come into that city hall with his firearm, given his possession of an enhanced concealed carry license. And and we're going to file lawsuits, 75 counties and who knows how many cities in Little Rock, pursuing the rights of Arkansans to defend themselves when the legislature said they have those rights. We will not abate. We will not give up because these are your rights and people's safety is in danger every day, particularly in places like Little Rock that are governed by people like King Scott, who has let 
the the gates of hell open and we have more murders in Little Rock than we've seen since the crack epidemic epidemic we have uh, more murders under the, the the blindfolded eye of Mayor Higgins who ignores crime and buys yoga mats for prisoners in the county jail popcorn machines that's what he's concerned with while people are dying every day on the streets inside Pulaski County and three and a half years into his reign as sheriff he realized hey maybe I should do some law enforcement oh we're going to work with the city of Little Rock now three and a half years later on the eve of an election these guys got to go they are the worst and that's what I'm talking about we will not give up well, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you what, there was, a, there was a murder up in the Hillcrest area, uh, I'm thinking while I was on vacation of a 71-year-old uh, a woman, and uh, I went over to uh, the folks at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry yesterday, Eric uh, Coleman over on Cavanaugh, and as I was driving uh, out and heading over to get back on 6.30 so I could go home, uh, I saw more Steve Lander signs in people's yards than I've seen uh, since the beginning of this election cycle. And it seems like to me uh, that there's a, a decided change going on up in the Hillcrest area. Uh, are you seeing that kind of stuff as well, uh, Robert? Yeah, well, that's right. You see signs for um, uh, um, Steve Landers in yards that you wouldn't expect to see them. And that's a good thing because we need a lot of crossover vote for Steve Landers to win uh, the mayoral uh, position. Uh, and yes, uh, I, I'm seeing that a lot. Now, how, what we can ultimately take away from that is, you know, election day will determine, uh, but it is a good indicator that Steve Landers is crossing political lines and getting the support of Republicans and Democrats alike because guess what Democrats and Republicans all seem to follow a common cause when their neighborhoods are getting shot up and what is that common cause uh, we need more protection yep. we need police on the streets yeah and that uh, that tends to uh, when you hear a 71 year old lady has been murdered uh, that gets people's attention up in the Hillcrest area. And uh, the latest polling numbers I've seen put this in a dead heat between uh, uh, Mayor Scott and Mayor, uh, not Mayor, but uh, and Steve Landers. By the way, Steve Landers will be on my show at 9 o'clock on Monday. So we'll be talking to him for an hour. And if you're wondering what he believes in, you'll get your opportunity to hear it on on Monday. So, Chris, do you think that the, the liberals, well, I think Robert hit, hit it exactly right. You know, he struck the anvil exactly right. And, and that is, it doesn't matter if you're conservative or if you're liberal or where you are in between. You want to be able to walk down the sidewalks at night. You want to go behind your closed doors at your house and not have to worry about somebody kicking in the door and coming in and shooting you. Hundred percent, and we sure don't want these liberal Democrats in office impinging upon your right to carry a concealed handgun. Yeah, it, it flies in the face of logic, and yet they sit there and tell you, "Oh, we'll protect you. Don't worry." And then they do nothing. Well, so yeah, literally, you know how they'll protect you. Crime. 
Here's how they'll yeah. protect you. They'll show up after the crime. Nothing against the police on this. That's police... Right. Police come out and investigate the crime to catch the, the evildoer and to draw chalk lines around the dead bodies. So I guess, yeah, you know, they'll make sure that they do a good job of putting a, a chalk line around you. It, it's the politicians that are causing all of this, not the police. Yeah, 100 percent, Dave. And, 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 and there's another thing that, that this goes to, you know, the the legislature passed a licensing regime, okay? That's a restriction. Now, albeit a small restriction on your right to carry, but I did it. I did the extra classes. And then these liberal Democrats just say, nope, that doesn't matter. We're still going to post this sign and keep you out of our building. We're going to post this sign so you can't do it. So you, And it's hard. It's hard to get a right back. And you see us. Uh, Robert and I are, are trudging our way through this court system, and we're trained. Like, we have the degrees to go do this stuff, and, yeah, it's tough. It's not easy. Well, um, you got that all going on, and you got uh, judges that are putting up signs that supposedly are quoting the law, and they don't. They get the words out of it. I mean, they, they, they don't even know what the law says. Right. Dave, there's a reason they call it practicing law. Because when we get it perfect, that's when we drop dead. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back. We got more to talk about. We got three more segments coming up with Robert and Chris. We got more to talk about. There's a lot more to talk about, like your government spending your money in Ecuador to do drag shows. No, I'm not making. What? I'm not making it up. It's a, it's a god honest truth. I'll tell you about it when we come back. Sixteen minutes after seven. Don't forget about PI roofing. PI roofing take good care of you uh, to get your roofs taken care of. But here's what else they do now. They're PI roofing and home solutions. What's that home solutions mean? They do construction now. Uh, I've got them coming out Monday looking at my deck. My deck needs work. Boy, does it need work. And I can't do it. I I don't have the talent. I don't have the skill set to do that type of work. So I'm, I'm having the folks from uh, PI Roofing come out, look at it, and tell me what it's going to cost to uh, set my deck right. So that next year, during springtime and summer, I can have a barbecue out by the pool, and I can invite people like Chris and Robert and others to come out and en- enjoy a little barbecue with me and, and, and my wife and uh, sit in the backyard, my little oasis that I've got uh, at my house. And I'm going to have PI Roofing do the work for me because I know I can trust. I trust them with my roof. I know I can trust them uh, to fix my deck. They've got the, the skill set people to take care of it. They can also put a window in. They can put gutters on your, your uh, house. I think they can do siding as well. All you have to do is call them, make an appointment, have them come out. They'll give you, uh, you know, how much this is going to cost and uh, get down to the work. If you say start, go, they'll go. All right, 501-707-3115. That's the number to call or go to piroofing.com. I got to tell you, I used to love doing rock and roll radio. Because I I just had to run to the bathroom during that last break, and I knew I had three minutes, and that's all. And uh, when you did rock and roll radio, you had certain songs that you had in the bin that if you, know, you needed a bathroom break, you could you could plug them in. Like 
Iron Butterfly and Inagata DeVita, which is about 11 and a half minutes long, or Stairway to Heaven or something like that. Don't have that when you're doing talk, but I still made it without a problem, okay? I am a professional. I mean, there's even other things that you find, you figure out how to do on a short notice as fast as possible, and that's one of them. All right, back with you guys. Yeah. Dave, there's nothing like a three-minute stop clock to tighten up a sphincter. That's all I can say. (laughs) It it does do that. It does do do that. All right, uh, here you go. You guys go. The U.S. Department of State has awarded more than $20,000 for a cultural center in Ecuador to host drag theater performances in the name of diversity and inclusion. Don't say it. Don't say it. The State Department awarded a little over twenty grand uh, on September 23rd to CEN, a nonprofit organization supported by the U.S. Embassy and, and Consulate in Ecuador, to promote diversity and ex- ex- inclusion in the region. And uh, part of that in- included having men dress as women uh, and doing, you know, faking sexual acts and all kinds of stuff on stage. Um, this is, a, you know, you wonder why people lose lose faith in the government. This is a perfect example why your people, your citizenship, loses faith in the, go- the government. Now, when you look at the amount of money the federal government spends every year, which is about, it's over $3 trillion, $20,000 is not even, you know, spitting on the sidewalk, okay? But you got to start somewhere. It's like I always say: when how do you get to a billion? You start with the number one. You want to you want to cut spending? You start with twenty thousand dollars for drag shows. Are you? Yeah, well, well, of course. You, you said the code words: diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's yeah. Run, run. Yeah, my you know, unbelievable that this goes on. Uh, National Review reported on this that the initiative is part of the State Department's broader public diplomacy program, which is designed to, quote, support the achievement of U.S. foreign policy goals and objectives, advance national interests, and enhance national security by informing and influencing foreign publics and by expanding and strengthening the relationship between the people and government of the United States and citizens of the rest of the world. So having drag shows evidently does that, according to these people. It's disgusting. Look, Dave, I am going to be proposing this coming legislative session that the legislature affirmatively ban funding at our public institutions for DEI, or as I like to call it, D-I-E, die, uh, <laughs> our diversity, equity, uh, and inclusion uh, programs. We shouldn't be spending money on that. By the way, particularly when it comes to education, uh, we should be taking exactly that money and using it to pay more to our K through 12 teachers. Remember the left is there, well, you Republicans, you don't want to give money to teachers. Here's a whole pot of money that is currently be, being spent on a bunch of unnecessary, uh, indeed dangerous administrators designed to covertly convert our students 
into leftist cancel culture warriors. Take away that money. Take away those positions and put that money into teacher positions K through 12. K through 12 so that we can have better education for our students. Show me a Democrat who's going to oppose that. And you will, by the way, find them. And then you will find the hypocrites writ large. Yeah, well, what can I tell you? Those, those are the kinds of pieces of legislature that must pass when uh, the, uh, the legislature gets back together again on January 9th for the, uh, the next general session. And uh, I'll be I'll be doing my show at least once, maybe twice a week from the Capitol building in the afternoon. Uh, We'll uh, we'll uh, cancel Hannity on those days and I'll be on talking about what's happening there in the uh, marble mausoleum sometimes uh, about what's going on as as far as laws are concerned here uh, in the state. I mean, there's going to be a huge war. There's going to be a war. Uh, they're dealing with uh, universal school choice. It's going to be massive, especially yesterday. I don't know if you heard my show, but we uh, we talked about how many uh, of the heads of these school systems, these superintendents, make well over two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars to run their schools. They're killing it. And I got to tell you, Dave, uh, how on top of this Rob is. See, when you're in these um, these professorships and this university professor, and you want to do research, that's part of what you're supposed to be doing. So they've tied this this funding structure to requiring these professors to make a DEI statement. Let me just read one to you. Okay. I am committed. I am committed to promoting diversity equity and inclusion in my clinical work, research, and training programs. I have completed Bias 101 and Safe Zone training and proudly mm. display an equity sign on my laptop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let, me tell you how he, yeah, let me tell you how he ends it. Um, Vomitous. To annual attending a seminar, a seminar offered by the University Office of Diversity and Inclusion to learn more about the intersectionality of race, gender, and sexual orientation in clinical care and medical evaluation and to confront my own biases of our medical culture to improve inclusivity in my environment what a bunch of gobbledygook dave and well sure it's it's word salad that's what it is you must it's, have, it's leftist it's leftist re-education camp from yeah. the 70s right yeah i yeah. mean you go out into the killing fields if you haven't sworn an oath to the leftist anti-god yeah, that's true. By the way, explain something to me, Robert. What is bias one? Is there are there classes bias. that you guys yeah, got to take? Yeah, yeah. This is one of those leftist indoctrination programs, overtly so, no less. You got to be trained. You've got to be indoctrinated. You've got to pray yeah. to the false god of DEI. But by the way, don't pray to a real god because that makes you a conservative nutbag, don't it? Yeah, evidently. Yeah. All right. Hey, hold on, hold on just hold on just, hold on a second. I got to take a break. So, when we come back, we'll pick up on this and I want to talk about Georgia. Remember uh it wasn't about a couple of years ago that they lost uh, that Atlanta didn't get to host the All-Star game and stuff because of the uh, the new voting regulations that uh, laws that were passed in the state of Georgia. You remember that? 
Well, let, let's talk about it when we come back. It's really important that we talk about it because uh, we're learning that they weren't as bad as everybody thought they were. All right. Bill O'Reilly's up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's continue on for the last half hour with our special guest this morning, Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett. They join us just about every Friday to talk about what's going on in, uh, in the world and politics and especially those particular political decisions that are being made uh, in the court system. You've got to have lawyers on to talk about that because, I'll be honest, I slept at a Holiday Inn a few weeks ago but I still didn't pick up enough uh, uh, understanding about uh, political things and, and uh, you know, using the court system to be any good to anybody. All right, so we all remember what happened in Georgia a few years ago when they passed their new voting laws. And now with less than three weeks into the midterm elections, Georgians are already casting their ballots at a fast pace. By the way, our early voting starts Monday. Vote counts on Tuesday surpassed 2020 presidential election records for the second day of early voting, surging to nearly twice the early vote totals of 2018 at the same point. The outcome of uh, Georgia's Senate race could be critical in deciding the balance of power in Washington. We all know that. We've been talking about it for weeks. As Georgia entered its third day of early in-person voting on Wednesday, over 291,700 people have voted. 268,050 in-person, 23,690 absentee. In 2020, the early vote numbers after the second day were 266,403, and in 2018, they were 147,289. So uh, this goes to prove what the media told you was false. It also goes to tell you that the Democrats have been lying to you. This didn't mean fewer people are voting. It means a lot more people are voting as we go along. Uh, Looking at hot air, they had this to say, remember all the teeth gnashing and political demagoguery by Democrats over the passage of election integrity reform in states like Georgia? Joe Biden, do you remember what he said? He said it was Jim Crow 2.0. Let me remind you about that. He said it was Jim Crow 2.0. State legislatures in some primarily red states, like Arkansas, passed laws to strengthen election laws in their states and provide confidence in election integrity for its citizens. Despite the best efforts by Democrats to scare voters, it turns out the voters are turning out in droves for early voting in Georgia. And before I finish up talking about early voting, you know, when you look at the generic polling, uh, the GOP and the Democrats are pretty close on who they're going to vote for. Uh, GOP showing a little bit more excitement about voting for their people than the Democrats are. But that tells you that why are the Democrats and the Republicans fighting over independence? Because those are the people that you need to win. Well, I've got a, I've got a, a news for uh, the Democrats. And it's the reason I keep telling everybody there is a huge, not just 
A, there is a huge red wave coming on November 8th. According to polling, independents are at a plus 30 now for the GOP. Plus 30. You know, I'm, I'm, I think we should play some kind of uh, that, that Hawaiian death bell from Hawaii Five-0 every time I say that uh, for the GOP. Pretty clear that the GOP is, uh, is going to wax uh, the Dems come Election Day. And I know a lot of people are saying, don't say that, Dave. People won't turn out. Look, go vote. You need to vote. You know you need to vote. Just to get the, the the great feeling of, screw you, here's my vote against you, all right? I mean, just go and vote uh, for your favorite GOP person. All right, so let's get you guys in on this. we got 20 minutes. What do you think about the Georgia story? That's that's pretty incredible. When you look back in 19, or 2018, they were at 147, 289 votes at the same time. And uh, on Wednesday... Uh, they uh, now are at uh, 291,700 votes. So they're over uh, over 100,000 votes up from, you know, two years ago. So, Chris, go ahead. Well, you know, Dave, I, for, in, my, in my race, the State House 55 here, there are um, supposedly I'm representing would have been representing 30,000 people. Out of those 30,000, only 17,000 are registered to vote. And out of those registered voters, less than 2,500 voted in the primary. So people don't vote enough. They don't exercise their right. And then we've talked about fraud, voter fraud. What did there, Was there some fraud? Yeah, there was an element of fraud. There's always fraud. I'm telling everybody yeah. there's always some fraud out That's there. Right. That's right. So uh, all Georgia did is they tried to crack down on the ability to commit fraud, these drop boxes out in the middle of nowhere, the ability to get an absentee ballot. Well, you shouldn't be able to get an absentee ballot just because you want to stay home. There should be a reason that you can get an absentee ballot. I'm out of town. I'm out of the country. um, I'm sick and disabled. I can't make it. So these restrictions that they put in place to prevent fraud are not debilitating and beating somebody down. I would prefer, I would honestly prefer that you got to show up on a day and vote. The people would, I'm just going to say, well, that, that you're going to decrease people's vote, decrease the number of people voting. Well, there's not many people voting in the first place. Yeah. So uh, you're right. Go vote, exercise your right, um, and uh, um, do the right thing. Yeah, agreed. You know, what do you think about this uh uh, Mr. Uh, law Professor? <laughs> well, <laughs> Chris is right uh, on the following notion, that is that we always have some element of fraud, but we need to maintain as tight a system as we can. Yes. And if you think that voting through mail, just open voting through mail is a tight system, you're delusional. But this is what the left has always pursued. Every time they talk about voting, what what is coupled with their proposals uh, is a desire for less transparency and less ability to ensure that the votes are the proper people. They're against voter ID. Right? They, they, 
they want you to go through a background check for a gun, but you don't need an ID to vote. How can you make those two claims at the same time? And here's the answer. If you're a leftist, consistency don't matter, right? And so that's the, the travesty of this all. In one context, they want to give you a colonoscopy before you're able to get a gun. In another context, you should be able to walk in and say you're Thomas Jefferson or Santa Claus and vote. Yeah. That can't be right. No, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. And when you look at their argument against uh, voter ID, it's that they're like Abrams has said, Stacey Abrams, it's there to suppress the vote. They're just trying to suppress the vote. And this proves that it's not suppressing the vote. More people are coming out to vote than ever before. That's right. That's right, Dave. Well, you you tied these stories together so well because Stacey Abrams formed a group, a uh, voting rights group, um, to sue um, the state of Georgia yes. that uh, these absentee ballots are um, unconstitutional, illegal, and it's, it requires an exact match. If you want an absentee ballot, your name and address has to match the registration records. But say what? It, that's not a big deal. And guess what? The federal judge ruled in favor of the state knocking down Stacey Abrams' uh, lawsuit. And they, the, the federal judge ruled that the law is valid, and it wasn't a burden on voters. Sure, what, the what burden they, was relatively low. What the Democrats want is that you just show up, and as Robert said, you can, be, you can name yourself Thomas Jefferson or Santa Claus or come in as Jesus, I guess, and say that you want to vote, they should give you a ballot, and you vote. Uh, and they shouldn't check up on you at all. That's ridiculous. Exactly. It's a, it really is. It's ridiculous. All right, final break, and then we'll be back for the final segment. Two great uh, guys with me today as normal. Got Chris Corbett, got uh, Robert Steinbach, and it's great to have him with us as well. Don't forget about Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants you to save yourself a, a lot of money. You know, he talks about... Uh, how people complain about gas prices. You know, I went to fill up with gas today. It cost me $50. And you know what? There's another place about five miles away. It only costs me $43 to fill up. And I'm going to go there. Because gas prices hurt all of us, right? We all have this uh, universal uh, feeling about gas uh, uh, prices. Well, people will drive five miles out of their way to a different pump just to save two cents sometimes on a, a gallon. Well... Health plan premiums go up every year and at a much higher rate than gas prices. So i got to ask you, why don't you look to a different company for your health insurance? Why keep giving them your business with all the co-pays, all the deductibles, when you can get paid to go to the doctor? Why don't you take a few minutes and just call Pat Davis, your health plan man, and see if he can save you 30 to 50% on premiums just like he does for his other clients. So here's what I'm going to suggest. Call him today, 501-605-6935, 501-605-6935, or visit him at yourhealthplanman.com and find out how you can be treated better. 
All right, final segment of the Dave Ellswick Show with uh, Robert Steinbach and, of course, uh, with Chris Corbett. At 9 o'clock, I'll be back with you after we uh, pause to talk about your money. And uh, we'll have uh, a couple people on, Steve and and Jake, to talk about making sure you uh, are taking care of your health. They're going to join us in the last hour to talk about that. Well, President Biden said during a visit to Pennsylvania yesterday that voters should back Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman over his Republican opposition, Dr. Oz, because, quote, rest of the world is looking, attempting to instill urgency in voters to turn out for what is expected to be a tight race. I mean, it's virtually tied right now and one that could potentially decide the majority of the U.S. Senate. Biden said the implications of the race could vastly change U.S. policy. Pointing to recent comments from House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Biden argued a Republican majority would prevent him from spending billions of dollars with the Ukraine amid its fight with Russia. Quote, they said that if they win, they're not likely to fund to continue to fund Ukraine, Biden said. These guys don't get it. It's a lot bigger than Ukraine. It's Eastern Europe. It's NATO. It's really serious, serious, consequential outcomes. He added the rest of the world is looking at this election as well. Both the good guys and the bad guys out there to see what's going to happen. We've got to win. John's got to win. President's visit comes amid a heated Pennsylvania race, which has given voters an option between the state's current lieutenant governor and a Trump-endorsed Republican and political outsider. Earlier this year, former President Trump endorsed Oz's candidacy during the state's Republican primary. The endorsement has also helped narrow Oz's once 10-point deficit uh, now to being a tie within the margin of error for most uh, polls. Biden also swiped at Oz, calling him, quote, a perfect example of a lawmaker who is loyal to Trump, which the president calls, of course, a mega Republican. Scary words, indeed. (laughs) Why would why would anybody want this president to come visit them on the trail? Only 15 Candidates out of all the hundreds that are out there have asked this president's help. Robert? Well, of course, he's a political liability, right? So Big liability. Uh, right, and we've seen this across the board historically uh, for presidents of both parties, not all of them, of course, but when, they, when their polling is low. And Biden is one of those, right? I saw an article in New York Times, our favorite newspaper, I say sarcastically, of course. Yes. And it said, well, uh, the Democrats were very proud of all the money they gave away during COVID, but now they're not talking about it. Yeah, because we see the inflation. All the conservatives were saying, "Uh, this is a bad idea. Uh, Don't do this. And they did it anyway. And sure enough, we see the results now. That's why they're not lauding their efforts, because their efforts were stupid, and this is the outcome. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Okay, Chris, got your last uh, opportunity to have something to say today on the Dave Ellswick Show. What do you got? 
Are you there, Chris? Did we, I think we lost Chris, it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. No, I'm sorry, there. I was on. You put, yeah. you put it on mute, didn't you? I did, I did. I was sneezing. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dr. Oz is the American dream. He came over here from Turkey, grew up on a dirt floor in Turkey, and came over here, was born and raised in America, and... Um, you know what? He, he came over here, and his mother taught him that America was a shining city on the hill. And uh, with hard work, perseverance, and he says a little bit of luck, he achieved it, the American dream. And um, so Dr. Oz is trying to make sure that these whack liberal um, operatives don't beat down the American public. And, and I was in Pennsylvania not long ago, and I got me a, I got me a parking ticket. I looked up the law, and... Um, the, the law that I had violated apparently was failure to operate a coin meter. Failure to deposit a coin meter, right? Guess what? I took it to trial. I went to Zoom, and uh, a liberal judge said, nope, that, that's not going to work. Um, you still have to pay the ticket. I said, you got an old law in the books. It was a liberal judge. You could tell the, when he got elected, a, a left-leaning liberal judge, and I appealed it and got it overturned. Now, some may say, yeah, did I play on the technicality of the law? I did. But um, we need people like Dr. Oz that's going to promote um, agendas that limit government and give more power to the people. Yeah, you're not, not this other guy. Not, yeah, like Fetterman saying that he, yeah, he, wants, he wants to release a third of the prison population in Pennsylvania. Yes. yes outrageous i watch this guy and i'm like is he really saying that or is that a robot talking i'm like where is he coming up with this stuff so yeah they need dr oz i can't believe it's half and half all right well we'll not talk uh, about the election today but next friday we will talk about the upcoming election and i want to know what you guys think as far as the house and the senate will the republicans take both will they only take one I'll get your opinions on that next week. You guys have a great rest of the week and a great weekend, and then I'll talk to you next Friday. Chris, thank you. Thank you very much, Robert. Appreciate you both. Don't forget, Robert Steinbach uh, works over at the the School of Law, but his opinion is his and his alone and not necessarily the School of Law or the – the, the university to which it belongs. All right, I'm going to have to take a uh, an hour break and allow a company to come on and talk to you about your money. And then when we come back, Steve and uh, and uh, Jake are going to be with us. They were with us uh, a full month ago, and we set up this time for them to come back on. And uh, we'll talk about a lot of different things that can help you um, on the uh, the health front. I want to talk to him about, I got my uh, water rower. I can't wait to get this thing put together. My son-in-law is going to do that this weekend. And uh, I'll be getting out there and, and, and pulling on that cord and feeling like I'm in the lake and, uh, and rowing. I like to row. I, I like uh, rowboats and doing that. So uh, we'll see how I benefit from that. So um, enjoy the next show. Enjoy finding out what you should be doing with your money. And uh, this is a time that you can call in and talk to them. So do that. Get information specifically about your uh, type situation that you're facing with all the different money that's uh, uh, being taken out of your account, basically, because of inflation and things of that nature. I'm Dave Ellswick. See you in a few here on 101.1 FM, The Answer.
Final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, some interesting things talked about in that last hour, I thought. But they're, they're super, what, super rapid-fire Friday or whatever. A lot of calls coming in. A lot of interesting questions. All of it. How to mitigate, you know, all the inflation that we're going under and things of that nature. So, you know the way you mitigate it? You vote them all out. That's how you, that's how you, you mitigate it. I'm just telling you, get rid of every... Every Democrat, get rid of them. Because uh, I like all these, uh, you know, the, the congressmen and senators. Well, you know, I blah, 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 blah. I don't believe in all that. But then why did you vote with the president on it? I mean, they all, want, you know, 99% in with the president. So enough said. It's politics. I'm, I'm moving away from that this hour, all right? I, w- I want to talk to you about your health a little bit. And uh, when I talk about health, I usually bring on, uh, you know, Steve Worley from Athletes in Pain because uh, he's got things that he, he's going to talk about that you probably never, never even heard about. And then Jake Snowden usually comes on, and he's my guy who can talk to you about working out with, uh, with weights and, and uh, with bands. In fact, um, I've decided I'm, I'm making a workout room at my house. And, Steve, I just bought a water-resistant uh, rowing machine. Really? One of those new ones that's got the, it's got like a, a round thing, and it's got water in it, it's got a paddle in it, and you, and you row. And it's not jerky like the magnetic ones or the ones that got the fan in it and all of that. That's supposed you know, to be the latest thing out. Well, I know, I know my son said, he said, Dad, you're going to love this thing because it's smooth. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. Well, I, that's what I'm looking for. I don't yeah. like trying to work out and... And you know you get that hook up every once in a while, so uh, I'm not I'm not going to have that. And then uh, I'm moving away from uh, slinging the weights around now. Right. In fact, be listening. I'll be selling my my uh, well, what do I want to call it? My my Mul- my cage of pain <laughs> that I have. I I've, and I've got I've got 800 pounds of free weights and. I've got the the whole thing set up where you got the bench and you can do squats and you can do you know pull downs and right. all of that, and uh, I'll be I'll be uh, getting rid of that and I'm going to go to uh, to the bands. Yeah, I'm going to work on bands. Yeah. I, it looks like they, I can get the same kind of workout using bands. Yeah, the, we use a lot of those bands in in my office uh, in my uh, workout facility and they're very very effective for very little movement and they're much safer. Uh, you go through much less range of motion with those than you do a normal cable system, but they're actually very, very pinpointed. Well, here's the other thing about them that I that I really like about them is that uh, you know I I I don't I can't get I think I looked at them and I found fifty pound bands is a, probably the top weight pool right. that you're going to get. That's all I need anymore. Right. I mean. I'm not going to say how old I'm going to be in February, <laughs> but I'm 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 not a spring chicken anymore, right. and I don't need to be hitting the heavy weights anymore. Right. 
That's yeah, got to be bad for my joints. You, you need the resistance and you need the range of motion. And if you can do that in a very, very safe, positive way, yeah, those bands are excellent. Okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. So I want you to talk a little bit about uh, rowing because it, that is the new way people are really starting to hit at the gym. They're wanting to row. Right. Yeah, rowing's been around for quite some time. And years ago they had some rowing machines that um, – they were a variable resistance, but at the same time, they were very jerky. And then it, that resistance would change as you went through it, but it was a jerky change where a lot of people ended up hurting their lower back. So from the athletes in pain side, they would come to me for therapy. And then when I found out you know, what they were actually doing, I said, well, I was on the rowing machine. I felt something pop in my lower back, things of that sort. So I began to see that there was some inadequacies of how the machines were actually being built. Now, the one that you have bought is a variable resistance, but it's supposed to have exactly the same stimulated effects as if you were actually on the water. Yeah, rowing. in a rowboat. So in a rowboat, so which is going to be variable, but it's also going to be very smooth because it's water resistance and hmm. not... Or what is it, a skull? Is uh, that what they call I, it, I think, that, that yeah. long thing that yeah. they, they sit yeah. in and, and row in? Yeah, a um, real good friend of mine, Ted, actually runs the rowing program down below the 430 River Bridge. It's got about 70 people, including uh, three high schools that are involved in it. So rowing is an upcoming sport. It's a, well, it's a great workout. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. Yeah, it is a great workout. People don't say that that's a workout, man. Listen, you you try rowing for, you know, three or four or five minutes just continuous. It's going to get your heart rate way up into your target heart rate zone very easily. Yeah, well, to do that, and then it works out all the muscles. About 80 I, – I read an article about it uh, on, in Men's Health, and they were, they were very big on it. And it says you get 86% of your muscles involved when you're rowing. Yeah, you have 90 muscles from your – belly button down and when you're rowing like that you're engaging just about all of those 90 muscles at one time that's good i'm gonna like this yeah you know i like i like to sweat and i like to i like to be pushed so Mm -hmm. we'll see what what happens my key is try not to be too don't be too type a personality with it right with the one that you ordered did it come with a different uh, workout programs for suggestion yes okay yeah Very good. it comes with an led it counts your it counts your strokes counts how how much time now if you want to hook up a uh, a monitor to it mm-hmm. you can do that as well and then you can hook into their system and they got all kinds of rowing programs you can get involved in very good very so good. That i'm looking good. i I don't like the price of the programs. They're a little bit pricey. <laughs> right. But that that's all right. I'll I'll look and and then I, I just need to get out and hump a little bit and make a little bit more money so I can I can do that. I'm sure if you were to go to YouTube you could probably find all kinds of workout programs. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Yeah. I agree. There's all kinds of books about it now. That's pretty interesting right. uh, how many books there are about it. But what are some things you gotta watch out about when you're getting ready to start a brand new workout program like mm-hmm. that? You just said you got you know ninety major muscle groups. Now I'm going to put eighty six of them in the in the right. motion. What should I be careful of? The most important thing that you need to do is do a warm up. And when I say a warm up, it's something to stimulate the muscle tissue and get the blood flow going, and also to increase what's called synovial fluid movement within the joint. Okay. So a lot of times the old school factor is they would tell you to stretch. I'm telling you, don't stretch. Stretching is the last thing you want to do with cold muscle tissue. Best thing to do is go for about an eight to ten minute walk get your blood flowing it's it's a good way to warm that tissue up from the from your feet all the way to your shoulders then go into your workout 
and stuff and start putting resistance against those muscles once they get warmed up. Well, walking is something that I really can't do anymore okay. for the most part. Can I get on my bands and, and work out on those you, and get that kind of a warm-up? You could. Do anything you can do to stimulate blood flow that's under a very, very low impact resistance, whether that be getting on a mini tramp mm-hmm. or getting going walking or getting on an elliptical and getting on a stationary bike. Anything to do to create blood flow for about eight to ten minutes is going to warm you up. Yeah, because I know when, I, when Jake was training me, uh, he put me on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I do five to to ten minutes, right. and then I go over and start hitting the weights. Right. Yeah. And then you want to stretch after you get th- finished working out. That's the time because the muscle tissue is shortened in length, so therefore you want to stretch it back out. Okay. And try to get rid of uh, all of that buildup of lactic acid too. Correct. Yes. Uh, that it'll move it around. Yeah. Okay. Sure will. And then drink a lot of water. And a lot of water is the key to it. A lot of water. <laughs> That's right. Act like you're driving over there to Oklahoma on I, I forty. You know, you go past that place. There's a lot of water. Yeah, I love that. I love that place. All right, nine fifteen. Get our first break in. Uh, Steve's going to be around for the hour. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, working out and what's what's good for you, what's not good for you. Uh, talking about what happens if you hurt yourself. I mean, that's where he really comes in, athletes in pain. I can personally attest he's helped me in the past uh, with uh, with some uh, injuries that I've had and got me through them. I mean, I had an injury one time that I had never, ever, ever hurt like that before, and uh, he did a good job of getting me back to 100%. Did the same thing with Jake. You know, Jake went over hand over yeah. heels on a bicycle and landed on his head. Good thing he was wearing a helmet. Good thing. <laughs> if he hadn't, Jake may not have been around, nope. just to be honest yeah. about it. All right. ICU protection. I had uh, Billy Mack on yesterday. Hope that you enjoyed that interview we did with him. Um, I know it was in uh, early in the morning, but still a lot of very interesting things. I thought some of the things that I thought were really interesting is he says that with his clientele, he's really not making any money at all off of a client until the fourth year. And you go, what? How can he do that? Well, he does it right. I'm just going to tell you. Here's why. Because when he says all you do is pay for the service, not the hardware, he means it. You you get all the hardware, the cameras, the door and window sensors, the motion detectors and all that. He gives you all of that. He puts it on uh, on your house and everything, and you don't pay a dime for it. You know, you go out and get one of those other alphabet soup uh, uh, places to come out and do your house. Uh, I'll guarantee you they're going to say, well, you owe me three, four, five hundred dollars right at the very beginning because you're paying for uh, the equipment that they're putting on your house. Not so with ICU. All you do is pay for the service. And they don't jack up their service charge to be a lot more than the other guys. That's not the way it works. In fact, I'll tell you, ICU protection, for the most part, are exactly with the other guys or below them. I don't think I know anybody that he's above as far as that's concerned. So Billy Mack's going to take really good care of you. These are the guys that do the uh, uh, security out at uh, Nuke One. And uh, like I, I was talk, talking to Steve about it earlier before we came on the air, 
Unless you have a nuke reactor in your in your living room, they can handle whatever security and monitoring and alarms that you want for your house. They can handle all of that for you. Call them at 501-205-1333. Get the door and window sensors, the indoor and outdoor cameras, and I'm talking 1080p cameras. You can really make out who the people are that are on those cameras. The motion detection. Also, remember, they got the analytics that'll tell you that, uh, you know, when they give you a little upgrade and they go, we've, we've, uh, we, we're seeing something out here, and it's a, a person. Or it might say it's an animal or it's a car. it identify all that for you. Call them, 501-205-1333. That is ICU protection for your home and for your business. Back with you, and uh, Steve, Stephen Worley is with us. He's at Athletes in Pain uh, Sports Therapy. Uh, go to athletesinpain.com if you're having problems uh, with, uh, you know, uh, you know, an, an injury. You know, injury on your, your feet, on your, you know, might have a bad calf, may have shin splints, may have some problems with, uh, you know, any kind of muscle. And this man here can work on it. He's worked what, with the Denver Broncos, right? I have. I have. And, and you don't have to be an athlete to come and see me. We have people come in all the time that just live a... Well, when you're out running and stuff, you're trying to be an athlete. I mean... Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, movement is movement, whether you're a professional athlete or an amateur athlete. But if you've got aches and pains, um, I had a professor in college tell me one time, usually where you think it is, it ain't. Uh, that's very true in <laughs> um, my 32 years of doing this. But if it wasn't for nerve compression, then you would never have any pain. So somewhere that nerve is being compressed. Usually the weakest link in your chain will begin to break, and it's usually the sign where people will look, especially if you go see them. That's going to be the opposite place that I look at. That's the creation of what is creating that to break down. So we need to look for other areas to find out where the problem is, not just the symptom. Okay, so for runners, is the weakest chain usually located in the foot? No, usually it's located in the pelvic area. Really? Yeah, because if you have any type of a rotation, forward or backwards in that pelvic area, that's going to change the trajectory and how that foot strikes the ground on the opposite side. Okay? So you got to understand this as well. Everything sets on top of your pelvic bowl. So when I say sets, I'm talking about everything up above it, all the way to your head and shoulders and neck. So a lot of times the creation of headaches, creation of what we call refer to as forward head posture is actually the problem within the pelvic area that has caused this domino effect to take place. So from an athletic standpoint, if you have an anterior or posterior rotation in your hip and one of your legs are longer than the other and it's non-anatomical, meaning you were not born that way, there are tests and stuff that we do to measure this out to determine whether that be a factor or not. Um, that can cause you to be a much slower athlete on one side than it is the other, causing you to be able to turn in certain ways if you're a soccer player, football player, wide receiver, whatever, that you can't go the other direction. If you're a tennis player, you're really going to have havoc. Uh, if you're a basketball player, you're going to be able to go better to one side than the other. So that kind of puts you in a position to be more of a, an inadequate athlete than one that is actually fine-tuned and has the efficiency working in all directions um, at a much, much higher level. So that's that's basically what we do. We I know that about basketball because yeah. uh, um, 
we would get with the coach, and the coach would say, okay, this guy likes to go to his left. When right. he drives the basket, he likes <laughs> to drive from the right to the left. Your goal, Dave, is to go out and cut that off right. and make him uncomfortable by making him go just the opposite way he wants mm-hmm. to go. Right. And they would give you different things to do right. to force that. Mm-hmm. And it make a big difference. I remember talking to uh, uh, a guy who, who uh, during uh, college, uh, went out and uh, had to guard Michael Jordan. And he forced him to go a different way. And he only scored nine points mm-hmm. during the game. And it was for the Indiana Hoosier. Dan Dockage was the player. Right. And he... Uh, uh, he he kept uh, Jordan in check and was a difference in the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a lot of difference in uh, in how people actually play, uh, their ability to play, and that's getting inside their head because you're forcing them to do something that they're not comfortable in doing. But if you have any type of a anterior posterior rotation within your hip structure and you've got lower back pain, the the symptoms of all this is I'll just throw some medical terms out there: piriformis syndrome, plantar fasciitis. Uh, IT band syndrome, shin splints, those are all symptomatic problems. Those are all symptomatic problems that's created from somewhere else. So okay. a lot of times you can take care of these things by looking in a different location, and even though you're treating the, uh, the problem, you're, the symptom will eventually go away. Okay. Do you, do you uh, handle in, uh, insurance for people to come see you? Thank the Lord, no. Okay. I, I quit in 2005. I've... I've, I've gained uh, lost gray hair instead of gaining it okay yeah not to deal with insurance now i will help you fill out a form if you want to file it with your insurance sometimes insurance companies do pay Uh based on uh, what we're doing Um, but no i don't file it in my office okay so i just want (coughs) to make sure everybody knows that up you know up front because sometimes that's the only way they can come see a person like you well and i've been the same price since 2005 i've never gone up okay well that's good that yeah. always works. But yeah. like I said, he works because uh, I uh, I injured myself playing softball one time and uh, was uh, uh, the major muscles of my leg, and it was on my right leg. I mean, I... I came out of a out of the batter's box, and when I twisted to go to first base because I was a left-handed batter, uh, I got around first base, and all of a sudden I couldn't run. Yeah, I remember. I, that. I hobbled my way into second, lifted my hand, told the coach, "I got to come out. I'm done. I'm done for for today, and maybe for several weeks." <laughs> and uh, went and saw Steve, and uh, he took a look at. It. He said, "Man, you you really got yourself here, right?" Yeah, and, and then you you did you did some things, uh, and uh, I I think that you I I had to sit out of playing for about three weeks if I remember correctly. But I think if I hadn't have seen you, I may have been done for the season, or if not longer. Yeah, you may have uh, had to change sports. It was bad. Yeah, it really really. I I've never seen a bruise like that. I mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to football getting bruised when you get hit and stuff, right. but never playing baseball and just turning the run. Yeah. Never had that happen before. Talk about this with my my listeners, because we hear the difference. We hear the guy's got a sprain. He's got an ankle sprain. But then they'll say he's got a high ankle sprain. Right. And when they say high ankle sprain, it, like, means an extra three or four weeks on the sidelines. Why is that? What is a high ankle sprain? Yeah, it's in a totally different location. When you sprain your ankle... First of all, let's talk about what a sprain is in comparison to a strain. Okay. A, a strain is, is damage to the tendon. Tendon holds muscle to bone. Okay. 
when you're talking about a sprained ankle, you've actually done damage to the ligament. The ligament holds bone to bone. Okay. okay. But when they're talking about a high ankle sprain, they're talking about really below the knee, about three or four inches, and on the outside part of your calf. Really? That is okay. a high ankle sprain. And that does damage to other muscles that are up in there that have actually uh, partially torn. So when you get a partially torn area up in there, it affects all the way down because that supports that ankle on the outside, and it affects how you go heel, little toe, big toe, push off. So it affects how your foot strikes the ground. So people with a high ankle sprain will end up walking almost in a flat-footed without having to push off. So they walk with a limp, and then the other side of their body starts taking the majority of what's going on as far as pressure goes because you're not walking through that range of motion. You're actually walking in a flat-footed. All right. So it takes forever to heal. All right. When we come back, uh, I'm going to ask Steve about another injury that athletes who play football have a lot of times. It's called turf toe, and have him explain what that is so that when you watch the game, you understand what the person's going through and talk about the uh, orthotics that they use in the shoes now and things of that nature. Then we'll get into a a little bit about uh, what you should be eating and things of that nature. He's been getting more involved in, in diet as well. That's all coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, the next time that uh, Steve is back on, we'll have uh, both Steve and Jake here. Jake, just getting off of the flu. He had the flu. Uh, He's still feeling a little bit under the weather. Thought it was a good idea to stay out of the studio, and I appreciate that he did that. Me and you both. I don't, I don't. Jake, I love you, brother, but I don't want you around if you've been sick. I just just don't want you around. So anyway, next time uh, we get uh, together, and we'll do this maybe, you know, once every month and a half and uh, and talk about this uh, this kind of information. Steve Worley is with us. Athletes in Pain is the name of his business. You want to get a hold of him, go by phone to 501 366 3145 or visit him online at uh, athletesinpain.com uh, I can personally attest the man helps you out he will help you out alright so I promised you I'd ask him about what is turf toe I hear running backs get this all the time right and uh, it can be debilitating they, oh, can, yeah, they cannot so play basically and then they talk about some of the orthotics that they use and things of that nature talk a little bit about this for steve turf toe is an injury that happens to the big toes ligaments and tendon so if you didn't catch what i said a little while ago tendon holds muscle to bone ligaments hold bone to bone and when you get damage to both of them in that big toe area because of an overexertion that is known as turf toe okay and it takes a while for that to heal um, How does it happen? It's an overexertion. It's, usually it's going to happen with sprinters. It's going to happen with wide receivers. Putting too much pressure, trying to exert out farther. Um, so it's an overextension of that joint. Okay, so, so it's an, it's, it happens during that time of explosive yes, moves. Yes, and it's a tearing of both ligament and tendon. Well, so, I can see where that can be a problem. Yeah, and the treatment of it, I mean, there's variations of treatment for it, but it's one of the best that I've, I've seen and read about and stuff. And um, I've, I've never treated turf toe. Um, fortunately, in 32 years, never seen anybody that had it. But I know a lot of people that have had it and gone to different areas and stuff and talked about how debilitating it was just from walking going, and trying to get back to running. But um, the use of uh, heat and ice and also uh, KT tape, uh, also to tape it up, to hold it into place, that's also very good. Because you got to think, you have 23 bones in your foot and whenever you you walk all 23 of those bones are going to move 
independently of each other, including that big toe. Mm-hmm. So trying to not push off of that big toe because of that knuckle of how it uh, only is supposed to go back so far, and now it's gone back a lot farther and stuff. A lot of times that takes a, it takes a boot uh, for a period of time to where you walk in a flat-footed stage and things of that sort. Yeah, I've heard that uh, some of the ball players in football, I mean, look, if if you got a star running back, mm-hmm. you want him on the field. Oh, that's the last thing you want. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they put inserts, metal inserts many times into their shoes. Right. Ex- they expand their shoe, in fact, and widen it for them. Go to a different size. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. They, that they can play. But yeah, they're, they'll tell you they're always under pain mm-hmm. even when they're playing. And it would seem like to me that you're what you're going to do is just prolong the injury right but you're doing a, you're doing something that allows you to get around it right during the season i, I don't i'm not an orthotic um, expert and don't claim to be but i've got 32 years of experience in doing this so i'll give you my opinion the ones that are prefabbed to mimic the shape of your foot as it is now okay I don't agree with, and here's my reason why. I think that your foot needs needs to be able to move. So if you have a high art support, if you put an art support in there that creates that, it creates that art support when we know that that arch actually needs to drop, you're going to need a flexible type of orthotic insert. One of the best ones out there that I found is a company called Power Steps. Mm-hmm. They make, a, the, I think, the best prefabbed orthotic insert. They have a cupped heel. They go from start to finish. You don't have to go to a larger size shoe. The only thing you have to do is take the actual insert out of your shoe and put these in there. You can get them at variations of running stores, Fleet Feet out off of uh, Highway 10. I do business with those guys quite a bit, and I send a lot of my patients out there to get those. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to give you it, – it's not because the ball player is dogging it. I just want you to know he's not dogging it when you hear turf toe because it doesn't sound as serious as it really is. Oh, man. When you tear a tendon or a ligament that serious, I don't care if it's in your neck, hand, shoulder, elbow, foot, toe, wherever, it's going to be painful. And it hurts. Yeah, that's a big thing. It it just plain flat out hurts. Uh, 20 minutes to 10. Let's talk about some things that you brought up the last time you were on, about a month ago that we had you, because I went on vacation and I was gone for a while. And, and let's talk about you were getting very involved uh, in uh, in diet and that you are what you eat. I mean, we've heard Absolutely. that we've heard that terminology for a long time mm-hmm. now. And uh, but you were really getting into specifics right. about diet. Right. You know, bring us up to date on where you're at on that now. Um, a lot of things that happen in the human body, and I'll just take one of them for, for instance because it's uh, it's one of the most popular ones out there. It's called type two diabetes. Type two diabetes. I got it. Yeah, type two diabetes is is very very treatable. Uh, from a nutritional aspect, okay? And what I mean by that is that we got to look, we've delved off into the, the aspect of what causes it, and it's caused by what's called insulin resistance. Correct. And when you have insulin resistance in your body, um, you're going to have a spillover of fat out of the fat cell that actually is going to go into your liver that's going to cause a fatty liver. That is going to cause a spillover of what's called visceral fat. That's in your belly, that's the hardest type of fat to get rid of. So if you back up and you go, okay, what causes insulin resistance? Insulin resistance is caused by two things. It's caused by an excessive amount of carbohydrates in your diet and an excessive amount of sugar in your diet. 
Okay, when you decrease those two things, you're decreasing the amount of insulin resistance in your body, and your body will start to use your own body fat as its source of energy. So this is kind of like a keto thing. It is a keto thing, and a keto is not a diet. Okay, it's a transformation of shifting gears. So the American diet is basically to eat everything. Okay, which is high high fat, high carbohydrate, fairly low protein. This shifts gears to go to into another direction. So. You, uh, you're taking in much, much less carbs. You're taking in virtually no sugar whatsoever, okay? You're drinking more water, okay? And you're still trying to exercise the same way. And I've got people that are going through my program now. It's called uh, Resculpting. It's, uh, it's a month-long program that uh, involves quite a few things. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. The actual website will be launched next week. Um, and we've had uh, four people in the program so far and got two people that have uh, finished it. Of those two that have finished it, I'm so proud of them. They have lost an average of 10 pounds their first month. They've lost right at 3% body fat. They've lost right at 6 inches off of their body. Wow. Okay. They've lost 1% of visceral fat, which is the hardest fat to lose. Okay. Normally, you don't see that up front. And let me just stop you right there because the visceral fat, which typically is there around your belly, all right, is the worst fat that you can have on your body because it makes its own hormones and everything. It it is the worst fat, Dave, because it actually forms itself. When it spills over out of your liver, it forms itself into your organs. Okay. That can cause your organs to begin to shut down causes them to not receive the actual nutrients that the blood is carrying uh, to be able to get to it so it actually survives. So it'll start to actually shrink in size. That's the reason that it's so bad for you. So anybody that has a distended belly has a fatty liver and has visceral fat there. Something to keep in mind. When you go out, buy yourself a, a, a baking chicken sometime and cut back the fat, not the fat, but cut back the skin and pull it back. And that yellow stuff that you see on the meat, and it's moving around the meat and everything, that's the visceral fat. That is going to be the visceral fat. And so, that's what's going on inside your body. Right. That's what's going on inside your body. So um, the program, Resculpting, has, has done extremely well. for. Uh, uh, it's Like I said, we launched it a little over a month ago. So excited for these ladies to be going through it because we take before and after pictures, before and after body fat, before and after measurements, and they can actually see side by side the difference that this is making just within the first month. Um, yeah, some of them are coming back. Some of them are going to do it on their own, and that's fine. I've, I've taught you how to fish, and I'm only taking on 10 clients at a time. So I get to really delve off into each one of these ladies' lives to make a difference in their world. You can get in and, and make changes oh, to yeah. their diet Absolutely. and all kinds of things. Absolutely. Yeah, you. we have very spot-specific um, uh, workouts that you will do with uh, us at, uh, at our location, okay? And they involve the bands. Uh, they also involve a mini-tramp. Uh, which is excellent for you. It's an, uh, just an excellent way to get your heart rate yeah. up. But there's Easier a lot of on your knees, that's for sure. A lot of different uh, movements on that thing that you wouldn't believe how it involves your core. Okay. So It sounds interesting. Yeah. It really, really, really does. Yeah, anybody that's interested, check us out. Find us on Facebook. Um, give me a holler. I'd be more than glad to explain the program to you. Um, it also, by the way, comes with a cookbook with over a 1,000 recipes in it. That's always good. Yeah. Makes it easy for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, 501-366-3145 is the number to call to talk to uh, Stephen Worley, Athletes in Pain, and this whole re-sculpting that we're talking about right now, or go on his website, athletesinpain.com. When we come back, there's a product that, I'm going to tell you what, you can't go on uh, uh, Twitter, you can't go on Facebook, 
you, you can't go on just about anywhere on the Internet and not see this being promoted. We'll talk about what it is when we come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. We're back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so you'll see these ads all over the Internet right now. Um, uh, on my Instagram, I get hit with it. On my Facebook, I get hit with them. Uh, on my Twitter account, I get hit with them. And it's called Keto Gummies. That's what I, I see all the time. There's a specific company that hits it a lot because evidently when they went on Shark Tank, the, the four, people, four or five people that were there put an inordinate amount of money behind mm-hmm. their product. Yeah. And uh, it's doing very well. The product's doing very well. And it's, it's done some really good things for people. But when I see products put out there and they don't talk about being active – they don't talk about not eating this or eating that, you know, or reducing maybe bad things that you're eating. And they say, if you just just eat these three gummies at night, don't eat any more. Just three. Eat, eat too much. It, it won't be good for you. Uh, I start worrying. Yeah. Uh, if it's too good to be true, it's, it usually is. Um, well, I've known in my struggles at times with weight, it sure isn't, uh, you know, eating three gummies. Right. <clears throat> you know, the gummies in relationship to keto is going to be really, really low in carb, if not any. Okay. And then no sugar. And they're going to have a sugar replacement in there. It's not going to be aspartame. It's not right. going to be dectrose. It's going to be it's going to be a monk fruit. It's going to be an allulose. It's going to be some other type of natural uh, derivative of sugar that's going to be healthy for alcohol you. Alcohol sugars. So alcohol sugars. Um, so it's it's going to be something that's going to be healthy for you, but it's not going to be the answer. It's going to be a replacement. But I promise you, you've got to be eating the same exact way that 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 pill has been uh, or that gummy has been uh, formulated, which is going to follow a ketogenics type uh, type eating program. So I you know I've never <clears throat> bought them. Number one, I've looked at the price. I'm not convinced, okay? Yeah. But the other thing is is that I'm believing that they come and they come with some written material as well saying you need to do this and this and this as well. Um, it, part of their claims of this is that it stops excessive fat production. Right. Um, over the period of time, as long as you're eating um, and, and you're using these gummies as a snack, I can very much get on board with that and see that. But if they're just wanting you to take in and they're wanting you to understand this is all you need and you don't need any food, that's absolutely false. Um, suppresses your appetite um, to a certain degree. Keto is going to suppress your appetite anyway to a certain degree, especially if you're doing intermittent fasting, because the reason that you get hungry is because your your tummy, it actually secretes a hormone called um, ghrelin, okay? And that ghrelin hormone is actually what causes your stomach to growl, and that, that's where that comes from. And after a period of time, I know for a long time, my stomach was still growl, but mine never growls anymore, so I don't really get hungry anymore. I just get empty. So and okay. know, know that I need some food. I know I need some energy and stuff. And so these gummy bears and so or gummy bears, these gummies that you're speaking of, they have the ketogenic formula in there that helps to do all the things that keto is doing. It's just another replacement or add-in to be, go along with your dietary habits. And I don't know what it is. I just know that they talk about <clears throat> it's got a mineral in it that they say is the miracle mir- uh, mineral, and that. That really always sets off the alarm bells with me. Right. Miracle. Miracle. You know? Yeah. Anytime they use 
words like that, I, I would have a real hard time of uh, swallowing it. No, no pun intended. Yeah, but, I got uh, you. Yeah, and stuff. And I've not seen what they're actually asking for as far as uh, price on these things. I know there's different companies, but they're selling them on Amazon. They've got them at Walmart. They're everywhere. I mean, they're everywhere. So and I personally have not tried them. I think uh, our uh, program is good enough that uh, uh, gummies are, are not something that we've implemented as of thus far. Well, you know, I'm a type 2 diabetic, okay, and I watch what I eat, mm-hmm. I, I re- and I have to. I mean, I uh, I don't count carbs. I I don't. I just don't eat them. I mean, that's that's the easiest way. I don't have to worry about how many carbs I'm absorbing. Yeah. Now I know the difference between a simple carb and a complex carb. I'll eat car- complex carbs. I can in the morning typically for breakfast. I eat a bowl of oatmeal. Now, not instant oatmeal, right? Uh, with uh, you know uh, brown sugar and stuff in them. That's not what I eat. I actually cook up regular. You know, Quaker oats, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, usually it's about a, a cup and a half after I'm I'm done uh, pre- preparing them. I put a, a little bit of butter, and uh, that's about it. So <clears throat> it, there's there's keto and there's dirty keto. So if you're not counting carbs, like you just said, and you have oatmeal, you're going to fall into the dirty keto category. Stuff because you're going to eat some bit of carbs throughout the day. I've had women tell me I'm dirty, but <laughs> that, that doesn't fall into this category. <laughs> the same so, okay. Dave, in, in the manual that all of uh, our clients get when they come in, I give them four pages of information in here on a starchy carb, a fibrous carb, an essential fat, and a protein. So it actually educates you of what is what. So that oatmeal, no matter what kind of oatmeal it is, is going to fall under your starchy carb category, and one cup of it's going to yield about 25 carbs. About, okay. 100, about 145 calories. Okay. So, and that's going to be average whether it be the steel oats or whether it be the instant oats. Right. They all fall into that category. One is just more nutritious than the other based on the amount of sugar that they put into. Yeah. It. Well, that's the key. I don't want the I yeah. don't want the simple right. carbs that I get from the sugar. Yeah. and Yeah. Because you're going to get about probably 10, 12 grams of sugar in, in one serving with the, the the Quaker oats, the one that comes in the packets. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I don't use that. Yeah. I, and steel steel cut oats. I really have not been sold on the fact that somehow they're better than uh, the other the other oats. So and they're a whole lot more expensive. I was going to say they are and a lot it, more expensive, and it takes a lot, a lot longer, longer to, to prepare do. them. <laughs> I agree. So I, I just you know I, I think your trade off might be the sugar content. Yeah, I, read, I, read, I'm away from that. Read, read the label. The the one thing that I teach everybody so much about this program and the things that they're taking forward is learning how to read a label. The only two things you really need to be concerned about is your carbohydrate intake of that label mm-hmm. and your sugar content. Everything else really falls to the bystander. Those are the two things in there that you need to be worried about. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right, you want, especially if you're trying to lose weight. I'm just Absolutely. telling you, that's something you got to watch. If you're a type two diabetic, eating regular oatmeal without sugar in it and stuff, it won't spike your blood sugar. It, it will, but it's minimal. Yeah. It's the sugar that it will and really yeah, spike. Yeah, it's level. Yeah. It, it stays it's, level. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're trying to lose weight, and so um, this is an excellent program for you. I'd love to help you on your journey. Um, but uh, yeah, give me a, give me a call. Reach out to me. I'd be more than glad to help you in any way I possibly could. All right. Anyway, you want to talk to Steve about this stuff, and he knows what he's talking about. I'm just telling you, I've known the guy for a long, long time. How many years has it been now? Lord, are we going on? 25? No, it's a little less than that, probably. 20? I'd say 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we did this on another radio station for a long time, and we were, we were teaching people 
uh, with other specialists that would come on, things that nobody else was yeah. talking about, and it was working, and then all of a sudden it would blow up around us. Jake Jake asked me to come on, and he said, I'm running out of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it was a 30-minute show that was going to be once a month, and within two weeks it turned into a two-hour show every Thursday for almost a year. Yeah. yeah people <laughs> wanted crazy. to know. It was they, crazy. They really, they really wanted to know. Well, Steve, our time is up for today. Thank you. Uh, we'll sit down and figure out when you're going to come come back on and and uh and, and jake's going to come back on we'll get yeah. jake back on so he can get him feeling better we'll, we'll get him on to talk about bands all right because my biggest question about bands and you might be able to answer this because i know you you <clears throat> hit the weights and that is how long is a band good for i mean they'll hmm. tell you it's 50 pounds of uh you know how long will it actually hold that resistance that's exactly um, what i'm wondering that's it i'll do some research i don't i don't know i'd really like to know I'll that because out. i know the more you stretch it the less right. it's going to resistance it's going to give you over time yeah. those bands are always just about the same circumference mm-hmm. and if you have a 10 pound band and a 20 pound band and that's all you have and you need some more resistance put one over the top of the other now you've got 30 pounds yeah use two of them sure yeah i've done that yeah all right I appreciate you coming in. Matt, appreciate being here. All right, let me give it to you again. Here's his phone number. It is 501-366-3145. Visit him on the web at athletesinpain.com. That's the name of his his business, Athletes in Pain. It's sports therapy, but it's more than that now. He's doing a lot more than just that. Resculpturing. Resculpting. You want to talk to him about that as, as well. All right. He does uh, rehabilitation, nutritional guidance, exercise prescription, core strengthening, posture, and slow motion video analysis. He does it all over at Athletes in Pain. I'm done for this week. Don't forget Monday, special day, first day of voting, of early voting here in the state. Plus, in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll talk uh, uh, to uh, Steve Landers, who's running for mayor here in Little Rock. So uh, he's up on our uh, Monday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great weekend. I'll see you again Monday, starting at 6 a.m. on 101.1 FM, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.